the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to The Dan Proft Show. The Biden administration, so far a one, two, three punch, actually, to middle-income Americans, as advertised, so I'm not going to pretend to be surprised, but... The combination of environmental policy plus economic policy, which, of course, economic policy is part of all of these other policies, but plus border security policy, immigration policy. So we've got the uh, cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline with uh, other proposed pipelines possibly to be canceled, too, something that uh, even Richard Trumka, the president of the AFL-CIO, has criticized. You've got the push for the $15 minimum wage, which, as we recounted yesterday— per an op-ed from a restaurateur in Delaware who voted for Joe Biden to save the country and now saying, if he passes the $15 minimum wage, my restaurant can't survive. Hmm. Mugged by reality of the policy implications that were looked past in assessing just personalities. Hmm. Cautionary tale there. And of course, with respect to immigration policy, uh, you have uh, this recurring issue of middle-income Americans, not just being pushed out of jobs. That's, that's, that's one issue. But the other thing is just on the hook for benefit levels, on the hook for benefit levels for people in this country illegally, such that the Biden administration's posture seems to, make, seems to be to make no distinction in terms of benefits accessible between American citizens and those in this country illegally. For more on this, we're pleased to be joined again by David Seminara who's written about this in the City Journal. He's a former diplomat and author of the forthcoming books Footsteps of Federer, a fan's pilgrimage across seven Swiss cantons and ten acts, and Mad Travelers, a tale of wanderlust, greed, and the quest to reach the ends of the earth. Uh, his books are available for pre-order at Dave Seminara, Dave, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-A, DaveSeminara.com. Dave, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me back on the show, Dan. So uh, that was the, a very gloomy introduction there. Well, very I mean, one. yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I, I know. I jump in the uh, in the pool here. Well, you know, I mean, um, I, I don't know. I, I, it's 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 my, it's that darn econ one on one education or class I took, and it's it's some of the lessons stuck, and that's really what we're talking about here is mainly just econ one on one, and what we're ceding to the federal government. Uh, the management of our economy, uh, as we were talking a little bit earlier in the show about with Steve Moore, and that means government in the business of picking winners and losers. And guess what? The losers continue to be over and over again, middle income Americans. That's right. It's perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, if what yeah. you want is complete chaos, if what you want to do is harm the, the most vulnerable people in the country, the unemployed, the marginally employed, the people who are out of the labor force want to get back into the labor force. 
I mean, if you're looking to make their lives even more difficult, that'd be a good way to do it. Or if you're, you know, as you said, a struggling restaurant owner, let's say you're, you own a restaurant in Chicago, you've been forced to, to close down for periods of time, you've had limited capacity, you've had outdoor dining, and now you're supposed to increase, even for tipped employees, the tipped employee minimum wage up to 15 by 2025. Um, well, how tempting is it going to be for all of these entrepreneurs who are, you know, honest people but are just trying to survive? to hire uh, illegals. I mean, it's going to be yet another incentive. The higher, the more you raise the minimum wage and the less enforcement you have. I mean, these days, ICE agents are allowed to do what? Basically, they're just playing Scrabble in their offices. I mean, the only people they can deport under all these new flurry of executive orders are essentially serial killers. And even, and even some of those serial killers uh, might be released. Who knows? So, well, and, um, and it, the other thing, too, this is against the backdrop of what, what some projections that we've lost one-fifth of the restaurants in America. Uh, and so, so right. this is this is a way to encourage uh, entrepreneurs right. either to reopen or new entrepreneurs to come in and take a chance sure. running a restaurant, just to, to name one sector. Well, would you like to hire an American um, at fifteen dollars per hour to wash dishes in your restaurant when you've been losing money for the last year, or would you like to, you know, hire someone who's just come in from Guatemala and will do it for five an hour? Right. Yeah, and, know, that, and that, unfortunately, and that, that's going to be a choice that a lot of really honest entrepreneurs who don't want to break the law that's a choice that a lot of them are going to be making in the coming months well and it, and it goes back to you know for the champagne socialists the the how thick is your bubble question that uh, people were asking after the 2016 election well oh, 15 you know i make this much 15 dollars. i mean that's a pittance of course we should mandate that well you know you try and operate that um that the diner in wilmington delaware where you're currently as you were talking about tipped employees are like 223 an hour and now you're going to mandate a 400% increase in their hourly wage plus tips plus, you know, and, and, and try to build that into your overhead, which is a, you know, relatively low margin business. I mean, it, certainly grocery stores are, as we found out in Long Beach, California, but even restaurants, too, when you talk, when you build in all of the costs. Right. No, I mean, you, what you just pointed out here, what, there's a new term for this. It was coined by a gentleman named Rob Henderson, who's a very smart guy. And it's called luxury belief. A luxury belief is something yeah. that the upper classes have in order to gain status. So they can say, for example, oh, isn't it wonderful to let in all of the refugees from who are fleeing, uh, as they say, poverty and violence, but in most cases they're just looking for jobs from Central America. Wonderful to let them in because that's another person I can have who can you know, serve as a nanny to my kids or can you know, mop my floors and such. And because it doesn't affect them because their children are in expensive you know, private schools. They're not in the struggling public schools where, where that are struggling where, where these uh, people will go. So it's, you know, it's a luxury belief. Open borders is a luxury belief. And increasing the minimum wage to 15 or $20 is a luxury belief because uh, the upper classes will not be uh, negative impl- in, uh, impacted by that. But the, but the person who's looking for these entry-level jobs and even, you know, even people who are from, you know, middle-class families will be impacted too because, for example, um, you know, my children are 11 and 13 years old, but, you know, we live here in Florida and Florida, uh, you can start working in, in certain places when you're 14 and 15 years old. Like in grocery stores, you can bag groceries and things of that nature. Do you really think that somebody's going to want to hire my kids, you know, for their first job when they're 14, 15 years old, if they've got to pay them $15 an hour? It'll be very difficult for teenagers to get that important early work experience. There's something, too, it seems to me, a, a, a question of first principles when it comes to uh, trying to explain the Biden administration and, and the left's posture on immigration policy. And it's, it goes back to something I said at the top. I think this is it, but you correct me if I'm wrong. 
Is, is it your position that people in this country illegally should be entitled to the same benefits as American citizens or people otherwise in this country no. legally? And it seems to me that's their position. And another example of this is a, a program uh, that was uh, proposed by AOC and Chuck Schumer to reimburse families f- uh, of coronavirus victims up to $7,000 for funeral expenses even if the death involved a person in this country illegally. Now, I'm sorry anybody dies, including a person in this country illegally, but the idea that taxpayers are on the hook for those expenses um, seems to me another indication that there we make no difference. I mean, it's backdoor open borders, isn't it? Uh, no, I, and you're, you're correct, but I would like to take what you said even one step further. You just said that people who are in the country, the left wants to treat them equally to American citizens. I would like to, I think they treat them preferentially. And mm. if you look at especially a lot of liberal judges uh, around the country, what they'll do often is, because if you convict someone who's in the country illegally of a certain level of crime, you know, mandating a certain jail sentence, it, it triggers an automatic deportation. So oftentimes judges will give a very lenient sentence to someone who's here in the country illegally because, oh my gosh, we wouldn't want poor so-and-so to be deported, right? So I would actually say that in many cases, people who come in here illegally are actually treated preferentially, not just in the court system, but also in terms of hiring preferences. I mean, how many times have you heard the term diversity and inclusion lately? And you know, guess guess who that includes hiring preferences for? Guess who that includes uh, preferences when you're applying to college for? Sure, if you've just arrived literally yesterday from you know Timbuktu or Guatemala or El Salvador or whatever, so long as you're the right skin color, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're in the country you know legally or not. You should be entitled to hiring preferences, promotion preferences, preferences in applying to colleges, and who knows what else. So I would actually say that the left the left lionizes people who are in the country. Illegal immigrants are their heroes. They they like them better than, they certainly like them better than Trump voters. If they could replace Trump voters with tens of millions of uh, people who are from developing countries around the world, they would take that trade in a heartbeat, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what they're trying to do in part, isn't it? I, I mean, and and, and 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 also, to, I mean, this the symmetry since you brought up the criminal justice system is really interesting. Knock down the border wall and knock down all the prison walls, too. We saw that this week with Corey Bush, the newly minted member of the squad from Missouri, um, invoking Martin Luther King in defense of prisoners at a St. Louis prison who rioted and, and vandalized the prison, complaining about conditions within the prison. And of course, she immediately took their side. I mean, they, they don't they want um, their voters in and their voters who are in, so to speak, out. Right. And not even just, uh, you know, not even just Trump voters. But I think also, you know, the the bedrock um, voting constituency uh, of the Democratic Party are African-Americans. There's no other demographic group that is more loyal to the Democratic Party than African-Americans. And yet, if you look at all of the available studies, even from ones that from very liberal think tanks, they all say that African-Americans are actually the group that is most harmed by failure to enforce borders. He is Dave Seminar, former diplomat, author of the forthcoming books, Footsteps of Federer, a fan's pilgrimage across seven Swiss cantons and ten acts, and Mad Travelers, a tale of wanderlust, greed, and the quest to reach the ends of the earth. Those books are available for pre-order at DaveSeminara.com. That's Dave, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-A, DaveSeminara.com. Dave, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Take care. Grab a good seat and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and the Dan Proft Show.